0: Hey everyone, on this episode of EdTech, we're going to be talking with Scott Tyner and discussing all the good things that came out of the HETMA conference this past year. All this and more on EdTech.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This This is is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is EdTech. Episode eighty-two, Conference Conferences.
1: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support.
0: This is EdTech, the Higher ed monthly—sorry, the monthly Higher Ed Tech podcast. I'm Bill O'Donnell. I'm joined today by Ernie Bailey. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. Good to see you, sir. And of course, Mr. Scott Tyner. How are you? I'm
1: doing well, Bill. On a snowy Thursday up here in Maine.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, we have rain. <laughs> it's it's so, pretty.
1: I can't yeah. deny it. Ah, you know. We so, actually
0: have shadows today, so that's exciting. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we are heading. We are heading into um, uh, February, <laughs> which for me is just. I'm looking, going, come on, no polar vortex bombs. Um, for Scott, that might be Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways. So, first thing first, um, once again, folks, welcome to the uh, new year. We're now in 2020, which, you know, if you've watched any science fiction movies, usually there's supposed to be some amazing things, and I'm still waiting for my jetpack, but uh, we're going to actually look at uh, our first article, which is from uh, edsurge.com, and it covers higher education and what college esports arenas mean for community in the digital age. Now, if you're unfamiliar with esports and everything, uh, simply put, it's things like uh, StarCraft. Well, that's kind of dating me. Um, <clears throat> you have things like Fortnite or, or uh, PUBG and things like that. Um, you know, Call of Duty, things, things of that nature and everything. They're competitive online team sports and everything. And uh, the article itself goes into... A certain number of um, a certain number of uh, colleges and schools and everything have actually gone and started making actual you know arena spaces and everything for them. Um, you know, one of your better known ones is probably the folks over at Full Sail. But once again, that college and that school and everything is very much geared towards everything digital anyway. So of course it would make sense for them to go and say, yeah, we're going to have uh, an esports arena. They also have a wrestling arena. Because, you know, if you, if you happen to watch wrestling or anything like that, they uh, produce the show NXT uh, down that way. But anyway, um, it's an interesting concept. Um, it's one of those things that if you're, you know, I think it's a good way. And it, the way the article describes it is that a number of schools are starting to either put things in, say, their student union, or they're actually uh, making it like an addition to the... Um, like the 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 rec center kind of thing, um, I think it's a good idea. It's it it, it kind of just needs buy-in. A lot of times, I think from like the folks who do the construction or capital plans and everything, um, because from a net, you know, you have a couple of big considerations. You have your networking folks who have to have the hop, the highest top speed and everything. You have the actual hardware folks who are going to want want the you know nice high end uh, uh, graphics cards or anything, or if they're doing consoles. They just you know need to have the fastest uh, um, uh, upload and download speeds and everything. And then there's the whole, how do we push this content out? So I can see Scott's like kind of nodding and looking at this and everything. Now, my pitch to you guys is this. This is one of those things where I look at it and go, okay, really, you could have the PCs kind of just about anywhere. It's sending the content out to showing folks is where I think the the, it's not the bottleneck, but it's one of those ones where... Um, I would say this is where your AV over IP uh, stuff is definitely going to get put to the test only because, uh, you know, obviously the folks will be able to view their stuff locally, but to be able to actually get everything out and get everything to where folks can see this in real time, that's when, you know, you're going to be pushing the limits of, you know, do we need 1G, do we need 10G, uh, sorry, one gig or 10 gig. Um, so things of that nature. Scott, you're just like looking at me, just going like, "What, Bill? What have you dragged me into?" <laughs> no,
1: I actually love the discussion of esports. Uh, we we have a local community college I visited in the spring who had set mm-hmm. up a an esports. It's not quite an arena; it's more of a practice area. And mm-hmm. spent a lot of time reading about it. Um, one thing I'll just say it, it, right off the bat: is I think we're going to be talking about Hetma and Hetma Conference. There was an amazing session on esports at the Hetma Conference. Ooh and people who are one was a current coach of an mm-hmm. esports team mm-hmm. one was a um i can't remember the exact school he's at but he's essentially studies esports mm-hmm. and the how this is growing and the capabilities it gives is is mind-blowing and amazing what was interesting about this article this article is a lot about community
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i think it this type of article is important to get out there because so many people um especially some people who grew up playing video games for fun, think that they're a waste of time, think that people are doing nothing. Uh, But there's amazing studies out there about the number of processes that you're doing in your mind per Mm -hmm. second while you're playing a video game, the heart rate that gets up and how you're actually burning calories by the Mm -hmm. heart rate that gets up. And these coaches are out there saying, uh, we're doing, we do physical workouts. Uh, We do uh, ergonomic workouts so that we don't Mm -hmm. hurt ourselves just like any other athlete. It's also an extremely accessible sport. Um, You don't need uh, expensive equipment, uh, you know, clothing and sports equipment to play it. Uh, It doesn't matter what disabilities you may have, you can play it. Mm -hmm. So it really helps build a great uh, community. Um, And I I think it's just overall a really exciting thing. That's going to just continue to grow and explode. Um, the thing that
0: I find interesting about this stuff, it's two ends. One is the fact that there are actually esports teams that are, that, you know, get actual sponsorship and everything. And it's, you know, they, they get a considerable sum of money. The other end of it is, um, you know, the, the other end of it is that you can kind of monetize this stuff, um, you know, if you're, if folks are familiar with certain ones like Twitch, like there are folks who just make a, a, a ridiculous amount of money just, do, just you know, just doing streaming like their gameplay on Twitch and everything. And um, I mean, the one that I always laugh about, cause this guy made an obscene amount of money and he's actually uh, in terms of social media awareness and everything else, he actually does a pretty good job. Um, funny enough, the guy's name is Dr. Disrespect. And it's just fun to watch him like actually play this stuff because he will have a meltdown on screen or so about things. And he'll kind of go off about the mechanics of gameplay, but that's going far off the grid here. Um, I do think it is one of those things that it's it's a good way to bring in um, different students. Uh, you know, being that, you know, Scott, both you and I uh, are at a D3 school. So, you know, the folks who are like, you know, the more traditional athletes, they're not really going to be at our school. They're going to be at like your Rutgers or Purdue or, or NYU or something like that. But eSports, it's one of those things – Really, I think the biggest problem ever on, on a campus and, you know, guys, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, is um, it's finding – it's just carving out a space. Really, that's it. It's It just turns into let's find an actual decent-sized space, is decent-sized room or so, make sure there's enough power, make sure there's enough um, network connection. And – uh-oh. And uh, I, I think that's uh, – <laughs> sorry. I'm uh, getting notes from the peanut gallery. Anyway. Uh, It's one of those things I, I, that I personally believe. That's that's it's just kind of finding the space. That's that's really what it is. Yeah. Once again, you're talking to a guy who you know just recently was was told, "Oh yeah, yeah, we have to carve out space for a cannabis institute." And you know we all perked up. One really? And they're like, "Oh, it's policy based." Like, oh. And say that isn't
1: that the parking lot behind the dorm? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just live. Well, never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm a, I'm not, as I say, I'm not narking anyone out. Anyway, um, Ernie, I think in your case, it's, it is one of those things. I think it would apply more for like the dexterity of like, you know, surgical students or or things of that nature. Although for you guys, I'd I'd say they'd also have to, you know, they'd be end up writing up their own scripts for Adderall, but. Uh, Exactly. Um, it would, I think it would be something fun to do, but it's not a priority for us right now. Uh, you know, and if i'm looking for space i'm looking for space for more active learning classrooms uh or one should carry areas that make money you know
1: so one thing i'm going to pop in and say is i actually think bigger schools and this is something we learned at the, at the conference bigger schools aren't going to be as interested in this because mm-hmm. they've already got these huge ncaa programs going on that they're making all kinds of money on and mm-hmm. one of the problems with esports is that um Pros can play it in college. There's no, they haven't formed rules like NCAA has. So mm-hmm. you can be in college getting a scholarship, making a hundred grand a year playing video games, and you can still do that right now. And, and if you're Duke- So you're
0: saying we can buy ringers?
1: Yes, you absolutely can buy ringers. And if you're Duke, you don't want to go anywhere near that, right? Because that's, it's, it's completely against what you do with your sports teams. But yeah. this is a sport team. One of the problems with the community is that these are elite people. These are actually the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so it 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 just continues to really. The more you learn about it, it's like holy cow! It um it's it's not just a few people in, in a in a room playing games. These are um, experts but, and professionals.
0: Oh no, they're 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 competitive folks that. Um, I, I, we, we've started a club here on campus and we're, you know, once again, it's carving out the space and getting that and everything. And there are guys who are like, Oh yeah, no, I, I, you know, they'll tell me like, Oh yeah, we were grinding on this and playing this and everything. And I'm like, Oh, like what? Like a couple hours. And they just look at me and go, yeah, yeah. A couple hours. And I'm just I'm, <laughs> Back of my brain's going, you know, I, I would tap out after, after a couple hours, you know, once again, playing, you know, Xbox or whatever. You know, there's only so many times where you can dig and be like, dude, you don't know what you're doing. All right, you know what? I'm actually gonna go do something in real life here. Thank you. But once again, th- for those guys, you're right. It's their livelihood. It's for them. It's 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 a As strat- it- I say, it's it's up there with like actual, you know, strategy and, and timing and everything else. Like so, for them, yeah, this th- there is a considerable sum of money, and I think it's actually something that a lot of the smaller schools should actually look into because it brings it's going to bring in different ven, different students and you know once again i'm looking at i i just say for us we're looking um at uh you know bringing in you know adult education and a couple other things so i'm looking at going why not anyways so that being said uh our next article uh actually comes to us uh <laughs> In fact, Scott just mentioned it uh, a little while ago, and that was the, uh, as I say, that was the virtual conference uh, hosted by Hetma, which uh, is shorthand for Higher Education Technology Managers Alliance, which, you know, that doesn't, that's not a mouthful, but then again, we also deal with Avixa, so go with that.
1: <laughs> Avixa Anyways. would be, a, uh, Avixa would get you lots of points in Words with Friends if you played it right, let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, what's which version of Scrabble do you play? I can't, <laughs> I can't do acronyms.
1: <laughs> no, you can't do acronyms. But if, let's just get it in the dictionary, and then we'll all win. Yeah. Oh, there all you. right.
0: There, there we go. It, it ranks up there with uh, one time someone tried to connect. Uh, sorry, tried to correct Conan O'Brien on on a dictionary term, and he literally okay. brought out the Webster's dictionary and was like, ah, "Ha ha ha ha." <laughs> yeah. Which I believe it was sneak versus snuck, and someone said snuck is not a word, and he's like, "Oh, really." <laughs> Anyways, so Scott, you actually attended the conference. What was uh, you know what one who who actually did the hosting, and you know who were all the participants? Well, at least what were the uh, big concepts of it?
1: Yeah, so tell you first of all, Hema is a organization started uh, about a year ago uh, by Joe Way and BC Hatchet. The concept being um, that higher ed technology managers, which in case you don't know. We all actually really believe we should be called in-house integrators. So mm. I joke with Joe that he really needs to change the name of his organization already. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we all know what t- technology managers are. It's about giving them a voice in the industry and a voice specifically to manufacturers and integrators about what we need, what products work for us. Um, and they got, they got this idea when they, when they traveled to a vendor who really wanted to know that and really sat them down for 10 days as a group and showed them products and give us your feedback and be rough on us. And they thought, well, we, we should, we should get everybody in higher ed involved in that. So they held a virtual conference, uh, in uh, early December that, uh, had a number of sessions. I think there might've been six or seven sessions, uh, that covered a, a bunch of things. And so. Uh, when we were done, I was involved. I did a couple of the sessions. When, I was, when we were done, there were a few things that kind of really stuck out to me about the conference. Um, the first one is this whole piece about in-house integrators and how those of us in higher ed who do what, what the three of us do um, and, and, and what Rob do, uh, Raspberry does have a very, very special skill set, very special knowledge and experience mm-hmm. that should be valuable to manufacturers. So that they can build the products that fill our needs mm-hmm. let's let's help them let's not let them have them guess and then us complain about it let's help them build those products as I was sitting at the conference the other thing I thought is boy if you're an integrator, you should be listening to this because there are people here telling you exactly what you can do to to get our business and to make more money
0: <laughs>
1: and so what's better than that? And there were some integrators on there who did that, who didn't try to, um, you know, uh, that, were, that were in the audience, who didn't try to stand up and tell us where they were right. They were just like, hey, let me learn from you. Mm-hmm. Um, another big one was about some of the, um, the big issues that are coming along in higher ed, in my opinion. We know that AV is a service is one. We've talked about that a million times.
0: Oh, I'm sure Joe was just was very quiet on his stance on that.
1: Uh, there's another session coming up at, at Infocom uh, about it. Um, the other one that amazed me was accessibility. And so all of these videos, by the way, are on YouTube, and, and anybody should go watch all of them. But accessibility right now is, is a growing issue in education, and it's not simply about uh, putting hearing or listening assistance devices in rooms. It's about accessibility across the broad spectrum of what what we might see from a student or a faculty member. Um, from uh, men, mental uh, disease to physical ailments to, to anything and how do we make sure that they're all uh, have the same access in, in, a, in a classroom um, and then again the, the fourth one Gary K closed out the session with everybody who had been on a panel and kind of did a question and answer mm-hmm. um, and he was he was really pointing out again that difference that we have that knowledge that technology managers have and really started to push us about you might even have more power than you think you might even have more power than just, Hey, here, let's, let us help you make a product. You as an organization might be able to say, no, I'm going to do that. For example, maybe we say, here is a HETMA certified product. Ooh. Boy, wouldn't a manufacturer want that yeah. uh, to be able to sell such a thing? So well, I think there's a, a great future for HETMA. We're going to do another virtual conference. There's some announcements coming up about things that are going to happen at Infocom. Um. So
0: very exciting. So, just backing up for a second, or anything. I know you know you were talking about accessibility. Now, are you talking about? And once again, you're right. It's not just the you know here's the you know assisted listening device um, or here's the ADA you know adjustable um, desk podium lectern, what have you. in terms of accessibility, are you talking about, like it, did it go back to, say, uh, how like students are able to, to get the, the, the content or how they're able to actually save the stuff? Or was it just how, like, ease of, it, it, was it more of an ease of use thing or was it, it would it, sorry, it's a vague, it's a vague term on that one. But I was just kind of curious as to what, what it was beyond, you know, ADA stuff.
1: Well, I think that there's a – part of the conference was about ADA is a, is a legal compliance we have to make mm-hmm. uh, that might miss out miss out on some things that are actually just the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. one of the things they talked about, for example, is a student with autism or who's on, on the autism spectrum and how do we make an environment uh, that they can take part in mm-hmm. um, using technology or using space design even.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, the uh, – yeah, that's uh, – Fair enough. Um, as far as the uh, Hetma conference or anything, um, is there a set date for when the uh, next conference is uh, coming around, or is that still in the um, is that still in the uh, still in the planning stages?
1: It's still in the planning stages, um, but I, I believe that there, we're um, soon going to be announcing some things that are going on at Infocom.
0: Okay, right. and. Um, are there plans to bring like more like uh, um, more uh, um, sorry bam? Uh, are there plans to bring other uh, manufacturers into this, or is it just is more of or is it just an, an open uh, open call for you know both higher ed tech managers and uh, uh, like integrators and manufacturers? Is it?
1: It is an organization for higher ed technology managers, mm-hmm. and so. We don't want salespeople. We don't want no. sales pitches. Um, so we're—it's—it's kind of a cool experience as well, where we can kind of, you know, hold hold people back, put our arm on, be like, uh, oh, you know, we'll we'll let you listen to what we need, and we'll give you some mm-hmm. information about what we need. Mm-hmm. But we don't want the point is not that you come in and tell us what we need.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's an opportunity to talk to the engineering side of management of manufacturers, and you know. Uh, this is what we need to make it, make your device successful in yeah. our integrations, in our classrooms. You know, we need this this connector. We need, you know, to be able to mount it this way. We need to be oh, able if, to do this with it. If anything, the biggest thing that I would have, but well, at least one of the biggest gripes I've, I've come with, at least furniture and AV, is that the architects will always spec out something that looks wonderful, but from their perspective of trying to, you know, Either A hide cabling or B put it in a way where, you know, students can't uh, destroy it. And I know some yeah. folks are gonna be like, oh they don't do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But uh, that's my own that's just my own personal uh, gripe with that. But like you said, it's it's in the realm of we are a very specialized group and so there are certain things where it's where, you know, it's like, oh, this is a great idea. Okay. We've tried to do something like this, and you know reasons X, Y, and Z have uh, popped up with this. You know, um, for example, uh, with uh, with um, with our school, uh, we ended up putting in um, two uh, classrooms that had uh, built-in you know outlets, you know, built into the tables and everything, which initially sounded great. The downside was that they were these uh, kind of open frame uh, tables which just literally had two legs on the sides and just a, essentially a, a, a straight, uh, you know, sheer piece of wood on the on the top for the tabletop. And um, yeah, a lot of times folks would end up getting the, like the umbilicals tangled into it and, you know, we kind of went back to the, the architect and everything and said, you know, it would have been better if you guys had actually encased this, you know, mm. but, like, they said, "Oh well, we wanted everything to be mobile." I'm like, "You have you know BX cabling coming up, poking through the floor. What what part of mobile is that? <laughs> there's you know, there's not like that's. You might as well have just set it in stone." But, anyways, um, yeah. So uh, that being said, the um, <clears throat> this year, if you guys aren't aware, uh, once again, Infocom will be in. I believe it's what Vegas this year.
1: Vegas this year.
0: Yeah. Yep uh it always usually alternates back and forth and everything and oh my gosh there's Rob Raspberry um he'll uh, as i say he'll join us in for the last couple of minutes possibly but in the meantime um yeah the big thing uh that i was at least looking forward to um hopefully next time we'll be able to join in the uh hetma conference and everything or is it, yeah uh <laughs> sorry uh in any event yeah the Like I said, we're looking at, as I say, we're at least trying to look at things Um, once or twice uh, for us, uh, Middle Atlantic is right down the way. Um, You know, I'm no stranger to signing NDA contracts, but um, we've given our feedback to them, at least for some of their collaborative cables, which, um, you know, side note, um, my personal favorite uh, article of this past month or so has been one by, uh, um, oh, geez. He's one, he's one of the one of the rave guys and'm I'm, I'm blanking out seriously here he's um, he's Mark Coxon there we go mark actually put out a really good article that simply said you know you're a collaboration device it's great too bad no one uses it and it does kind of go back to the whole point of we can make the best technology that you can imagine but if you don't make a space that's conductive to it nobody's going to go for it you know, it's the, it's the, you know, million dollar Lamborghini, but if folks don't know how to drive stick, it's, you know, a giant paperweight. But um, yeah, if you folks get a chance to read that and everything, please, by all means, take a look at uh, Mark's article. Um, Scott, or is this a, you, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Scott, if anything, uh, you ha- have you have you had a chance to read that article?
1: I did not read that one, no. Oh, that's fine. It, it, uh, it's It's funny though, because I, from the headline, I thought you're, I, I thought exactly what you said, which is everybody has sold us these collaboration things, and, and maybe kind of bought us into it when really it was something nobody ever asked for. I've never seen an environment where everybody wants to kind of sh- you know quad up computers on a screen like who who does that? Yeah. N- nobody.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, at its most, uh, and we're kind of looking at this and. Uh, For us, we've had like the solstice pods and of course everyone's going, oh, but, but, you know, I said, yeah, we got the four user model and folks went, oh, but, but what if we want to have more people um, going in and this and that? And I, I kind of looked at them and I said, even if I have a 4k display and you have four people logged in, that's four 1080p, um, you know, pieces of info. I said, how often are you actually going to reference all four pieces uh, you know all four uh, pieces of user content at the same time not saying that there has to be like the sage on the stage one dominates everything but for us unless it's unless you're in a command and control setup and everything seeing that many windows up at the same time is actually more distracting than you know than having just like a set set of uh, info anyways um like I said, that's my, uh, that's my soapbox. I'm going to jump off of that for now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in any event, uh, that's about the time we have for t- for uh, today. Uh, Scott, where can the fine folks find you at?
1: Uh, I'm occasionally on Twitter, at S Tyner. And uh, of course, you can uh, find me on, on LinkedIn.
0: Oh, of course. Uh, Mr. Ernie. <laughs> find me on LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. And once again, folks, you can find me on LinkedIn. This has been EdTech, a monthly higher ed tech podcast, uh, who apparently the host has forgotten, Mark Coxon. How dare I? <laughs> um, that being said, uh, <laughs> this is EdTech, which is part of the AV Nation Family Podcast. Once again, this is